children of all ages, all the crypto nerds out there in the crypto nerd land, guess what? You know who I am. I'm the real Monty Allen, and I am your crypto nerd. And I'm Cooper Daniels from The Recoup, and welcome back to AlgoFest 2021. Boom. All right, All right. Cool. here we are. So we're with Alex from Algadex. How you doing, Alex? I'm doing great, how are you? I'm all right. So um, we just are starting every interview with like, tell us a little bit about, you know, yourself and um, the project, you know, Algadex. Great, so um, my name is Alexander Trifonis. Um, I've been working on Algodex uh, since April. It's been flying along, making phenomenal progress. Uh, Algodex is um, one of the very first decentralized exchanges on Algorand, and it's also quite unique from a global perspective because it's one of um, it, it's one of only I think two fully decentralized limit order exchanges in the whole world. Uh, so um, I've been trying to roll this out, working day and night, all weekends. You know, all my time working on this since April. Um, basically. We, we just released on testnet. It's been phenomenal. We've had thousands of trades, um, more occurring every day. Um, there were a few kinks we had to sort out with scaling, but we sorted out the worst of it and have like a full solution soon, but there's been much less downtime now. Just lots of good trading. Um, you know, the charts are working better. We've been iterating on it since the testnet release. Uh, you know, I so lamp. yeah, <laughs> been trading some lamp. Yeah. So lamp, I just, I just needed some, when I started the project, I'm just like, okay, what am I gonna name my token? I was, and I just looked around my room like, okay, I'll name it Lamp. I didn't even think anybody else would ever know about it, but um, I just kind of hard coded it into uh, like my test code. And I just been trading around, you know, testing smart contracts for literally months. And then people started noticing it in videos. So they're like, oh, what's Lamp? I want some Lamp. And they started pulling up some joke. Um, from like Steve Carell or something, you know, with Lamp, like I love Lamp. Yeah, yeah, it's so, a, a, a Anchorman or something, I think is what it was, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's is, right, yeah. Anchorman. For sure. So, right. so, so what, I, have a, I have a stupid question. I think, I think it's a pretty stupid question, but so with a decentralized uh, limit order exchange, how exactly does liquidity work in that? Yeah, so liquidity basically is just, it's just gonna be all the, um, like all the buy orders on the exchange provide liquidity and then all the sell orders. So then the, yeah. the more narrow the spread gets and how deep the order book is provides liquidity. Got it. Got Easy peasy. Cool. So before we get too much further here, um, I kind of want to uh, address the, the, the shakeup that you folks had personnel wise at Algodex. And it's probably not a, a super comfortable conversation, but it was, it was sort of public. And so we want to get it out there and figure out what, what's going on to, to move forward. So, you know, can you can you shed a little light on that? Um, you know, what's the what's the plan moving forward? Sure. So, um, yeah, there's some disagreements in the team and, uh, you know, some people ended up leaving. I don't want to get into a lot of details, but um, we've rehired people. Uh, we have a front end engineer, back end engineer, um, hiring another person, looking into getting a designer soon. There's there's so many people interested in the project. People are like just waiting to jump on board. Um, the new engineers have already made phenomenal progress. We pushed multiple UI fixes. The backend engineer has been working on it literally like full time, uh, effectively. Um, you know, because you know he doesn't have a you know he doesn't have a day job, so he's just been looking at all my code, giving me uh, opinions for optimization. So 
Uh, he's helping a lot with caching fixes and stuff. So we're like, we're, we're like racing for us. It's not like, how do we move forward? It's like we're, every day, you know, we're making more progress on it. We're probably going to roll the whole thing out with tokenization um, by Q4 at the earliest or Q1 next year, you know, as soon as we think it's secure. So like the software is all working in, in terms of test net. Uh, it's just a matter of getting the tokenization done, ensuring security, uh, you know, raising some funds, paying for, for the audit, um, you know, finishing that up, paying for some legal entities. So they're like almost a done deal. So like from my, from my personal perspective, it's like a very, very like low risk project at this point. Um, and I'm just extremely optimistic about it. every day I wake, I wake up excited to work on it more because I can see how good it's getting. There's like literally thousands of people trading on it. So, um, just super, just, it's just super exciting to me. It's been exciting the whole time. You know, I always, I always, you know, like. I've been pushing this project forwards every single day. It's just every day it gets better and better. It just moves closer and closer to the goal. That's awesome. So you, before, you know, real briefly before we started, you were talking about some, some things that were keeping you up at night in the good way. And you were excited yeah. <laughs> about, did you, want, did you want to, um, did you want to share any of that? Yeah. So when I, when I was telling you, I thought I was already live, uh, because I thought I just joined and it was already some live session. Oh, okay, good. But, so that's why I was going into it, but it was, it was good practice. Um, basically <laughs> the plan, the current plan, uh, this isn't set in stone yet, but we're going to basically have for every single trading pair, we're going to have rewards pools and staking pools. So people can stake, um, they can stake the Algodex token. So we're going to have an exchange token, which will also be a future DAO token. People can stake those in the staking pool per trading pair. Uh, and they can also optionally stake the coin that they're trading. Um, and then basically there's going to be a rewards pool in that rewards pool. There can be algos, there can be the Algodex token, or there can be the token that's being traded for that trading pair. Now, basically the rewards pool then pay out at some percentage rate to all the people staking for that trading pair. And additionally, there's gonna be um, one type of fee at first, which is a cancellation fee. So anybody who cancels an order will have a fee that goes into the rewards pool and then that gets dispersed to all the people staking. Um, also, anyone can optionally fund the rewards pool and this gives a way for someone who creates a new token to incentivize people to uh, trade on it and want to own it by filling up that rewards pool with tons of algos or algodex tokens or their own token and they can say oh come to this link you know just stake on it you'll you'll get this token for free just by staking um, that'll be a big incentive to kind of drive people to make new standard assets uh, also the more tokens that are staked to either pool uh, the higher rank your token will be as a trading pair and it'll drive up the rank uh, in on Algodex. So if you somehow, uh, you know, put a million algos into your token or something that could drive up your token to be like, say rank, you know, one to five compared to all the other tokens and everybody will see it on Algodex. And it's like free marketing for your token or you could market anything. You can make an ESA, put some link on it, just stake a ton of algos in it. And then it'll basically be boosted almost like a promotional sort of thing, but like you can promote anything that way. Uh, so oh, it's, cool. it's, it's, kind of, it's a kind of cool it's, dynamic, it's I think. some nerd ASAs coming in the future. Yeah. <laughs> so you can also, <laughs> I, I mean, uh, yeah, so, so it'll be interesting where that goes. Um, in the future, uh, we'll additionally um, likely add some kind of trading fees, although the DAO will determine the level of fees that will be enacted. In the future, mm -hmm. there's going to be a DAO voting system linked to the exchange. 
Uh, we're, we're already in discussions of how to plan the governance. Um, so basically, we we're, we're deciding between a democratic model or like more of like a republic model, where where the the voters would vote for candidates, and then those candidates would then so vote like on delegated. policy. Yeah, like a delegated way instead of a yeah. pure democracy, because I think a pure democracy is a little risky um, because nobody knows who's voting and some some jerk can come in and just vote for something stupid and then mm -hmm. quickly sell all their money or something, like who knows. Um, so we're trying to think of the best way. I'm also, I was also thinking maybe the only people who can vote are people who stake their tokens for a certain amount of time in some kind of pool or something like that. Uh, then also down the road, uh, additionally, there's going to be a way so that um, in the bid ask spread, basically, when I, I don't know, this this might be a little too complicated for this video, but but basically you you submit a proof of the spread to the blockchain to prevent cheating, uh, and then the closer that the closer your your buy or or sell order is to the spot price, the higher rewards rate you get because you want to be incentivized to provide late liquidity near the spot price. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's, basically that's submit, kind of what I was wondering. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're gonna move there. Yeah, we're gonna move there in the future. But that's a more complicated sort of scheme. We don't want to delay the mainnet release. And I think the rewards pools alone and the staking pools will already provide a lot of value and provide a useful way for the token to exist. Now, token obviously will also be the voting token. So even if even if it wasn't linked into the exchange directly, it still have a lot of uh, power just in terms of being able to vote for the future direction. Okay. Yeah. How long have you been in testnet now? Two weeks? Uh, that's a good question. No, just like five or six days. Five or six days? Okay. Um, and you, I know you must have learned some valuable stuff. The other day we crashed it, and every time there's a crash, right, <laughs> you got you to learn some oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I figured out there – I mean, it's funny because the caching system is actually pretty good for most cases, but they're like there's like two different uh, SQL queries. And what I learned is that ideally the client, like your, your web browser – so the client is like your web browser, right? If your web browser causes a SQL query to execute, and that SQL query takes one or two seconds because it's not optimized, if a, if 500 people do that at the same time, which is what we've seen, uh, it'll literally cause the SQL server to like kind of hang because um, there's too many threads going into it. So the solution is just use Redis for all requests from the client and only have workers on the backend servers do any kind of uh, database interaction. When they have to, so, that, so basically, you have the workers do the caching. This is might be getting too technical. You just got to redistribute the workload. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to get too technical. Probably four people or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. We were, we were, we lost two viewers. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. They they came back. <laughs> so, um, I mean, what what kind of time frame are we looking at for mainnet though? I think you were. Oh, uh, that's right? a great question. It's probably Q four at the very earliest. We have a team that's like rolling ahead with things uh, fantastically. We're probably going to hire some more people and try to kick everything into gear. Uh, it depends on how fast the funding will happen because we, we do need to raise money in order to pay for the legal structure and so on. Uh, also, uh, you know, if things take a little, take some extra time, you know, the technical side is going to get hundred percent done very, you know, pretty soon. And, and from like a viewpoint of raising money, it's really like dead obvious. Like literally it's just, we get money and then the exchange gets released, investors get a massive upside. So this, the closer we get to that point, the easier and easier it'll be to raise money. Plus, the, you know, from our perspective, we can increase the valuation, get better deals with investors if there is a delay. So either, either scenario is acceptable by me. We don't have to raise money to finish the exchange. 
we made all this progress with like almost no money raised. I have, I do have an Al Grand Foundation grant, um, which I'm extremely thankful for. But that's not, that's not enough money to pay people to do things full time, you know, with American salaries and so on. So, um, and basically, you know, progress is going to move along very smoothly. A lot of people will be surprised at the speed. I have a very high level, um, very high amount of technical knowledge at this point and business side knowledge of how to move this whole thing forward and get it deployed. So that's really my goal here. It's funny. You wouldn't think that raising money actually is like a full time job. But you need enough yeah. money to pay the mon- the guy to go get the money. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's kind of a, kind of. A weird <laughs> I know it's hard. Well, it, it's it's annoying too because the more time I spend raising money, the less I can focus on the technical side. And it's yeah. hard to be efficient raising money because you like the only way people ever invest in you is if they're very comfortable with it, mm-hmm. which requires a lot of time talking to people. It's like a relationship, you yeah. know. Like you can't just convince someone to date you or something like that. You have to spend a lot of time with them. And then the more time I do that, the less time I can do something technical. So I'm actually started working with some uh, advisors who I don't, I don't want to make their name public, but uh, they'll help quite a lot on the fundraising side. So I can focus more on the technical side. Okay, good. Um, what do we have here? We have somebody, uh, have you run stress load tests? Do you have any so the users? The users are the stress and load test. So, so I don't have time to do all that on myself because I want to get it released. So we're, we're offloading that responsibility to to the users. So basically, they're breaking everything, and then I see what to fix. Rather than yeah, exactly. Rather than spending weeks doing it myself, where I might not even catch real world conditions. Because like, what's the big deal? It's literally test net. Like it's meant to break. Um, you know, just let people break it, and we'll fix it. You know, people yeah. will be patient. It's not embarrassing. So that, that's how I see it anyways, because the, the, the goal here is to get it released, get it tokenized. Uh, and, and that's it, you know, either it's like a Boolean, either the exchange is going to be done and tokenized and people are going to use it or not. So it's just getting that point as fast as possible while ensuring security and reliability and that sort of thing. Somebody just called you Algo Kobe, dude. You just got an upgrade. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I hope it's a good thing. <laughs> I think it was a good thing. I think it was the single okay. mindedness, the, you know, the success factor, uh, yeah. which is which is what we're going for. Um, so, I mean, we, we've we've got a little bit of uh, you know the future kind of laid out for you. Um, what do you see, you know, Algodex looking like in you know, I don't know, two years time? Is everything fully functional, or is there gonna, never going to be a time where you're like, oh, yep, we're done? Is it just always going to be evolving? Um, it's going to constantly be evolving. It's never going to be completely done. It's just going to grow and grow and grow. Um, and it'll have lots of ways for other um, DeFi applications to integrate into it. It's going to be globally spanning in every language. It's going to be also replicated in parallel eventually. At first, it will be centralized for simplicity. But eventually, uh, there's going to be ways that can be replicated out like it, on a on a protocol level, it already can be because it's 100% decentralized. So you can literally run the exchange on a thousand different servers simultaneously. And anybody can connect to any one of those websites and use the, the exact same exchange with the same uh, trades going through because all the data is from the blockchain. The data is not like the, the servers are literally just the cache of the blockchain, just like the Algorand blockchain indexer. So it's just a very sophisticated cache specific to our application. So. Will will KYC play into Algodex? Is that some is that something? Um, so the way yes, it will play into it. However, um, what we're thinking of doing is so the exchange is not going to be hosted out of my bedroom on mainnet 
Although the testnet one is, but the mainnet one is it, like it's well, okay. Be clear, the testnet one's hosted on AWS, but just yeah. it's just you know an account I have. But right. the mainnet one is going to be hosted from another country internationally that has different laws in the U.S. Um, and we're going to arrange it so that I'm not the you know the founding team and the develop the developers in the U.S. are not operating the exchange. We're purely working on the software. There's absolutely no laws saying you can't make the make financial software. All the laws are about operating an exchange. So we're going to have foreign operators operating it. I'm not going to have any authority over their operation and so on. So I'm going to be very abstracted away from it as much as possible. Um, and as such, the KYC so will be the tech company is going to be here. Yeah. So okay. the debt development company is going to be here. And we're basically contractors for the international company that actually operates the exchange. Mm -hmm. uh, and then in terms of KYC, there's going to be, it's going to be like Uniswap. There's not going to be KYC at first, but there might be optional KYC later. If you are a, um, like a market maker or something like that, and you want to do, and, and let's say you're from the U S and you're highly, you know, everyone, all the, all the authorities know about you, you want to do KYC. So basically you'll have an opt-in for KYC and then you can only, then you can trade with other people who are KYC. And then this will allow people to legally trade security tokens and stuff like that back and forth. Got it. Very cool. We, we, we got a list of questions. I suppose we should ask okay. some of them. And and it <laughs> props out to the uh, the Algonauts, um, the Discord team. That yeah, Algonauts put all this together. So Andrew, I think he was on earlier. He hopped on, then he hopped off. Um, but uh, props out to the Algonauts because they put this whole thing together. Um, it's been a, a long day, but it's been a ton of fun. And uh, we get to talk to, to cool people like you, Alex, and, and ask some really interesting questions. Um, so uh, let's 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 ask a couple of these here. So question yeah. number one, when can we expect Python and JavaScript SDK from you? Um, so that's a great question. Um, I we, we have to think about the best way to, right, if we're going to do an SDK or if there's going to be an API where instead of something that runs on your personal computer, uh, we have a web server and then basically that you pass it something and it passes you back like an unsigned transaction, which then you sign on your own computer. We're, we have to make decisions like that. We have to decide what's going to be open source, what's not going to be open source, what's the timeline to eventually open sourcing everything, because we do want to protect the financial interests of the people who worked on the project and not just make something purely for charity. As much as I love the idea, I actually don't have a real income right now other than, you know, by hopeful, future of this project. So, you know, we have to think about all those um, different parts of it. Sure. Okay. Is the, is the, um, oh, I'm sorry, were you going to follow up on that? No, no, go ahead. No. Is the Algodex uh, NFT marketplace still in the works? So it's in the long-term plan, but um, basically the investors convinced me that I should not try to do multiple startup types of things at the same time because Nobody's successful at a startup does that. I still think it's, it would have been possible for me to somehow finagle that and get everything done at the same time. But but I, I there's a, there's a I mean there, there's basically a benefit to just hyper focusing on one project, getting that project as perfect as possible and done as fast as possible. And then after Algodex is at a certain state, we'll then expand it to have more um, NFT marketplace like features. You can already trade NFTs on Algodex perfectly fine. It's just, you won't see like the JPEG yet. Although we might do that inside Algodex as soon as there's a framework, uh, like a, like a common, you know, um, 
way that we could pull in all the metadata and stuff like that into Algodex. So we might even not need the NFT marketplace. And what's really funny is that people have actually been doing uh, testnet auctions in Algodex. So people have been placing like, uh, you know, buy orders, which is their bids in the auction. And then 24 hours later, the person who's doing the auction will come in and just sell the NFT, this testnet NFT to the top bid. But then what's the, they take it to a different level. They basically, whoever wins the auction in testnet gets the actual NFT and mainnet. So they're kind of like, oh, that's cool. So they're, <laughs> so they're kind of like abusing the system a little bit because we're, it's not supposed to like this testnet platform, you know, it's not supposed to be for trading on mainnet, but there are, there have been like some kind of things going on like that. It's kind of, it's funny. It's quite funny actually. So, right. so, so, so the one, the first NFT sold for like 1400 testnet algos, which, which is the equivalent of someone pushing that like wallet dispenser button like 140 times. That's, so so there, was, there was real effort in there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got another question here. Uh, are you using TL3 or TL4? And would you need to rewrite anything uh, for the looming TL5? Um, so we're using um, TL4 mainly with, with you know, older, some older elements of TL2 and TL3 because Algorand's moving really fast. They keep coming out with stuff. It's hard to keep up, but fortunately, uh, it is all backwards compatible. In the beginning of, of the teal source code, you can actually put the version number, and um, that's basically the code, the, the teal version that you can use. So if you're not ready to upgrade to the latest teal, you can use an older teal if you want to. So if you, you know, but generally it's better to upgrade because there's, you know, they keep coming out with more and more enhancements. Yeah, it's a step by step and, and pretty uh, pretty rapid fire. Right? Yeah. It seems like a, like a, it just teal four was just a thing. All of a sudden we're, we're all right. Teal five already. Shoot. Yeah. I, I love teal four. So I don't know it's in teal five. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't looked yet, but teal four uh, is great because you can do loops. So you can, if, if there's something specific you want to check in every single transaction, you can put a loop at the very beginning of your smart contract and just check for this characteristic of all the transactions and make sure that uh, it's the way you expect it. And then you don't have to duplicate your code as much. Dropping knowledge bombs over here. Yeah. Right. So you you said at the beginning that um, Algodex will be one of only a few um, limit order decentralized exchanges. What are examples of other ones? I think Serum on Solana has one. Serum Swap is maybe what it's called. Um, so they have a limit order exchange. I think it's fully decentralized. I think it's all on Solana. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't. I haven't personally used. It. I just looked at it a bit. Right. Um, so that's like one other. You know, the blockchains have differences. Algorand has, you know, quite a lot of strengths in some other areas that they don't have. Um, you know, like you can't, Algorand can't be forked and it has higher security. Uh, and, you know, participation nodes in Algorand don't need to run as, on as expensive hardware as Solana. Right. What do we got? We got outside of the Algorand uh, technology stack, what is the tech? What is the technology stack, the database? Okay, fantastic question. So we, we use a number of things. Uh, basically, the front end uses, um, you know, obviously the base ones are HTML, CSS, JavaScript. JavaScript interacts with the Algorand SDK. Uh, we use React, um, Next.js, um, and then, you know, a bunch of JavaScript, like, plugins or, you know, um, like node modules and stuff. And then on the back end, uh, we use quite a lot of PHP, we use Go, uh, we use um, MySQL, we use Redis, uh, and then we use uh, containers that 
basically host the services on uh, basically AWS. I think they're calling it like, like Elastic Container Service or something. Um, it's ECS on, on AWS and then a, a bunch of just AWS related things. So, and then also go for one of the services going. Alfio has been with us most of the day and super solid questions too. And maybe that means something to you, ECS. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what, that, that's what <laughs> that's it, the, right. That's what it is. That's, that's basically, uh, oh, oh, so I could talk a bit more about this. So, uh, so Algodex actually, like if, if it was open source right now, people could literally exchange from their computer and you could run all the services on your computer in a Docker with just one command. You can boot it up like today and do that. If it was open source, um, I don't want to make it open source at this point for reasons I explained earlier, but, um, we might do this in the future. So basically everyone could run it from their desktop and literally trade with each other, have the whole, like that whole website, you know, that you see at testnet.alex.com, literally yeah. see that in your, your browser hosted from yourself. Uh, and then trade decentralized with other people. So, um, and that's part, what I'm get, trying to get to is this part of ECS. So, so ECS lets you host this exact same type of Docker setup in the cloud um, so that, you know, everybody can use it with good latency and stuff like that hosted on Amazon servers. Uh, and then it has like things like auto scaling. So if there's too much load, it'll automatically scale up and create more containers, of course, costing the host a lot more money to pay for all these servers, but uh, that's a different topic. All right. Um, well, let's let's talk about the the overall ecosystem. So we've got a question here. It says, um, "What's needed from the ecosystem to deliver your full potential? Bridges, more DeFi tokens, other types of decks, stable coins. What what else do you need from the the, the ecosystem to mature for you, for your own success? Because you know we're all um, probably interdependent. Well, for example, things that Algomint is uh, doing is fantastic. Like just wrapping tons of stuff. So mm -hmm. if there were if there were more platforms to just wrap anything, like any kind of contract or anything into Algorand and all that becomes tradable on Algodex. Uh, and then there's a lot of, there's a lot of types of lending that could eventually be tied into it, especially if we, you know, probably the pools could be used for some sort of lending in the future. Uh, covered call options are possible with Algodex, but this isn't something other people can provide. So in terms of what other people can provide, uh, just more ecosystem projects in general, because basically after things become wrapped into Algorand, uh, these wrapped assets can then be um, used in all the different DeFi applications of Algorand. So, all, so Algorand, although it's a highly, highly secure layer one, it can effectively act as a layer two for other blockchains. Mm -hmm. So, and then once, so basically, like, let's say I have, a, I have a bar of gold or something. You know, I could I could bring it to someone who wraps it. Uh, you know, like like uh, Mel does, or you know, Algorand, whatever. And, yeah. and they can wrap it, issue a token, and then that token can be used in all the Algorand DeFi apps. So the more apps, the better, because all the apps amplify each other's value, and it's going to get to a breaking point where this Algorand can't be ignored anymore. You know, people will see, you know, they'll just see not only Algorand's strength as a layer one blockchain, but they'll see a thriving ecosystem that will just blow everything else out of the water, if you know, once it reaches that point. I think that's 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 beautiful. So, uh, it, like once we hit like a uh, critical mass, yeah, right, there's going to be a point. And earlier today, we had a, a a kind of a roundtable luncheon that was what's needed for mass adoption. Um, mm -hmm. But I didn't have anybody in there from you know kind of the the DeFi space, really, or decentralized uh, you know exchange space. So so what 
What what from from your standpoint, from someone who's who's knee deep in building a Dex right now, what do you think is needed for mass adoption? I think they're um, basically just like like I've been um, talking about. There needs to be an ecosystem of lots of applications that non-blockchain businesses can easily tie into. So if it, if it's very easy for someone who's not an expert in the algorithm technology, not an expert in every little mechanism of the blockchain. But if they can, if they can start using the services of all these uh, Algorand DeFi applications and then benefit off the entire ecosystem as a whole, that could bring an enormous amount of business, especially as Algorand is the best or, or at least one of the best blockchains. You know, I don't keep up with every little development everywhere else, but it's, sure. it's one of the by far one of the leading blockchains. So as soon as there's just an ecosystem and tons of people can use it, it could then the network effect could just amplify and amplify. Uh, and then it'll, it'll become, and then, you know, whenever someone's looking at different blockchains to, to use, they'll say, okay, am I going to use the, the technologically best one? Or am I going to just use the, the biggest, most dominant one? And, you know, it, once, once we have the ecosystem, it just becomes a much more clear choice to use Algorand because there's, there's much like less of an argument to use competing blockchains because if they both have an ecosystem, they soon run out of arguments about why they should use their blockchain over Algorand. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, you know you can't. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I want you to finish. Okay. I mean, just look at just look at like the facts. Like an Algorand. Like if you use Algodex, for example, it's literally ten thousand times cheaper than using Uniswap to do a trade. Plus, you get your money in four to eight seconds. Well, if you use Uniswap, I, I believe you have to wait like tens of minutes because that's just how Ethereum works. Even Ethereum two has settlement times of fourteen minutes, which is just extremely long compared to Algorand. So, and it's less secure, you know, every other chain is forkable. Algorand's the only one that ensures a massive amount of security at a protocol computer science level. So it's, it's like, you know, in the long run, like just think a hundred years from now, what are people going to use? Are they going to be stuck using all these second rate blockchains or will eventually everyone somehow gravitate to the best technology, mm-hmm. you know? So the way I see it is, you know, eventually it could take, five years, it could take 300 years, but people will figure it out what's the actually best technology to use. You know what I mean? It's either going to be Algorand or something very similar to it. Yeah. It has a, it has an extremely elegant and beautiful computer science model of the protocol itself. And that's what I love about it. If they and can it, do it, it, we can do it better. Yeah. I mean, dude, I, I was feeling a little like I was uh, losing steam and you're like, you're pumping me up right now. This I know. Is Alex really, is full of no, energy, I, right? well, I get <laughs> I get excited just talking about this stuff and then I, I end know, up losing so sleep cool. over it sometimes dude. even. So I, I just agree. Yeah. And you said you just started working on Algodex in April, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you're just moving extraordinarily fast. Yeah. So, so well, okay. So in like, I think February, I started tweeting about Algorand. I quickly... Mm-hmm. I had like no fault. I had like 200 followers since 2008. So all of them were like dead followers. Anyways, I started <laughs> tweeting about Algorand. I just put hashtag Algorand. I get like one like, and then, you know, I would, I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder, you know, I was just thinking like, okay, is there something exponential here? So I just started playing around, making better tweets. You know, I get two likes, three likes, et cetera. I'm like, okay, you I should still be doing a full-time yeah. job at that point in time. Yeah, so I know. You had incredibly yeah, you- thoughtful tweets. Yeah. I mean, I was trying, I was trying to inc- increase my influence, you know, yeah. uh, also, but you know, I I was trying to also promote Algorand just to see if I could have any effect on what people think is the best blockchain. So basically, you know, I kept I kept doing that kind of thing. And I just realized, you know, okay, 
what's missing from Algorand? It's missing a DEX. I, I was, I'm a very impatient type of person. And I'm just thinking, okay, why isn't anybody else making a DEX quickly? Like what's wrong with everyone? Why are they so slow? I don't want to wait for them. I can't rely on everyone else to make one. So I'll just do it myself. So I just, you know, I worked on a past side project before this where I, I'd wake up at 5 a.m. every day. I work on it for four hours and I would do my full-time job and I made quite a lot of progress very quickly. So I'm like, okay, I obviously know I can do it. So it's just a matter of I'm going to start doing it. I'm just going to start tweeting about it. I don't care if, uh, you know, it's embarrassing if people think I can't do it or whatnot. I'm just going to do it anyways. It's going to be a huge surprise to everyone after it's done. All, nobody like knew who I am. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I haven't been in Algorand since the beginning. I wasn't closely connected to all the big Algorand players, but I decided I'm just going to make this DEX, see what happens. It's going to exist. Nobody can stop me from making this. And, you know, and, and sooner, you know, people wanted to help me because they kind of saw how exciting of a project it is. So I was able to quickly recruit people who contributed quite a lot to the project. I'm extremely thankful uh, for every way that they helped me. Um, and, you know, the future is very bright for it. So I'm, I'm just very happy with my project. Every day has literally been like nonstop fun, even in the downtimes. It's still been fun. I've, I have a very kind of odd perspective, like going, I've been looking at startups from the side for about a decade, uh, kind of, you know, circling, like looking for a good opportunity and just kind of understanding more and more about startups. I knew startups can be extremely rocky. Um, it's kind of like if you take a ship, like let's say you take a little, uh, a little boat and you want to sail across the Atlantic, you know, you know, there might be a storm or two and you're just mentally prepared for that. It's not a big deal. So, you know, there have been, there have been huge uptimes, there have been some downsides, but you know, the project's still going to be done. Like there's nothing changing that. So, so like I know firsthand where the trajectory is and where it's going to lead. So it's just extremely exciting because of that. Hmm. Personal, there's personal a question over here. Oh, go ahead. Oh yeah, we'll get to these there. Um, so my very first video on Algorand was March 21st. I literally just, I'm, I'm looking at the YouTube, like the history now, <laughs> right? So March 21st, I had gotten in like maybe October before and I'd just been, you know, kind of lurking uh, <laughs> on the Twitter sphere. And I didn't have a whole lot of followers at that point in time either. But I, I felt compelled to like make this video because there wasn't anything that was really strong. Like, you know, just kind of like laid it out simply. And Alex was one of the very first people that I don't remember if you commented like in YouTube or if you commented on like my, my Twitter posting. I think like I, I posted it on Twitter and you commented in the thread and I was like, whoa, this guy, this, this guy watched it. <laughs> and I, and, I, and, I, and then I think I, started, I remember that. I saw your response and I was like, and he gets it. Holy crap. Like th this might be something like, you know, and so uh, maybe our careers in the Algoverse kind of started about the same time. And, yeah. you know, who knows if you hadn't made that like response back, maybe I would have been like, shit, nobody watches, you know, maybe I would have thrown in the towel, but, uh, you know, in a strange way, maybe you're responsible for the crypto nerd as well. So, uh, there, there you go. Everything is this. You're just and, right. Bringing a whole bunch to this ecosystem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that. Yeah. I remember when you were brand new too. And I was, I was new at the time and I, I like watching your video and you, I think you had like some kind of presentation where you just went through everything about Algorand. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had like a top 10 video kind of a thing. Yeah. It was like a little PowerPoint or something. Yeah. Together. Yep. Now we can ask the real, yeah, I still got to work though. I didn't, I wasn't able to quit my job yet and, uh, and do this full time, but I'm working on it pretty soon. Just quit anyways. <laughs> it's just fun. You know, if you have savings, you know, right. right. All right. All right. Like what else, right. what else are you going to do with your time? I mean, it depends on what you enjoy your job too. 
Yeah, we'll we'll so. figure it out. I'm I'm close. I'm close. <laughs> stay stay tuned to the crypto nerd. Uh, are, you you, gonna, are, are we going to get a crypto nerd announcement? Is we that might get a crypto happen? nerd announcement a little later here. All right. Uh, uh, questions though. So, uh, which wallet will it integrate with? My algo, algo signer, or the official wallet, or or what? <laughs> I, lo I love. So at first, it's only going to integrate with my algo wallet. Um, the reason is well. First of all, we think it's a fantastic wallet. Um, I've been using it for a while. It's just, um, it has a, a ton of features. You can see all your transactions and so on. Uh, you know, I, I personally know the people behind my algo wallet. I've actually met up with them a few times in person. Um, so, but anyways, we will eventually support every wallet. It's just more of a manpower thing where we can't do everything at the same time. And then how about any plans for Fiat um, on ramp? Fiat on ramp. Uh, that's a great question. No current plans. Um, again, it's just we can't focus on everything else. Also has quite a lot of regulatory things, and I'm not tied into that whole part of the universe of arranging for that sort of stuff. Because mm -hmm. I don't come from I don't come from like financial whatever background, you know. Yeah, right. That, that stuff gets incredibly complicated. And then you start you, you got to make sure you dot the i's across the t's because you don't want to mess that up. Um, Talk, talk to us about the team. I know you touched on it, you know, at the beginning, at the at the top of the hour here, but I think you've got six folks now on the team. Yeah, so we hired uh, two new engineers. Um, one's a back end, one's a front end. They've been phenomenal so far. Uh, the back end engineers helped me. Uh, I don't want to name names because I, you know, I don't know if they want to be public or not. But back end guy, he's helped me a lot on caching and fixing, you know, just and looking at moving forwards. What's the best way to really improve the back end? And make it so something that could scale to possibly millions of users uh, and that sort of thing. We have some very good directions we're going to take it. It can already scale like medium well, as we've seen. There's already been thousands of people accessing it, placing trades. We've had you know requests go between a browser and a server like every one or two seconds. So it already scales decently, but I mean really taking it to the next level. Um, so and then the front end, our front, we have a new front end engineer. He's already provided some fantastic updates to the UI. Uh, for example, you can now toggle between the charts and the information page. Uh, the charts now auto-zoom better. Uh, you can now see the support page on the top. Uh, I mean, the document, I think either the support page or the docs page, we're gonna, we're, both are going to be there by tomorrow. Um, just various enhancements. We're going to hire another engineer like um, pretty soon, I think. Uh, we're also looking for a UIX designer who can help us design a nice way to present the uh, tokenization stuff like the reward systems and so on. Um, and then it's just a matter of really getting it done. So we don't, I, we don't need a large team. We just need a very focused um, and skilled team to really push it forwards. Uh, after we raise funding, we're going to um, basically have a full-time team operate, I mean, developing the exchange. There's also going to be people in the international entities who actually operate the exchange. Mm-hmm. So my um my uncle's wife's husband says that crypto's a scam. <laughs> Do you agree with that or not? Um, the question that <laughs> this question keeps well, on popping up. Having so. been having been in and out of crypto for 10 years, I would not say it's a scam. It's just it's a I mean, people laugh at any new technology that they don't understand. Yeah. And I, and there's some there are some scammy people in crypto that doesn't make crypto scams similar to any technology can be misused by bad actors that doesn't make the technology a scam 
So crypto is literally a revolutionary technology. I probably, most people here know this, but the way I see it is eventually every single asset that exists that's worth anything and even worthless ones are probably going to be represented by some form of crypto. Uh, for example, probably one day all stocks will be cryptos. Every form of currency is going to be a crypto. Every piece of real estate is going to be represented by some kind of a token. Mm -hmm. uh, just everything in the whole world is probably going to be tokenized at some point. I don't know how many years it's going to take. It might just take 10 years. It might take a hundred years, but it's going to happen. So it's like, do you want to participate in that? Or do you want to work in some boring stagnant technology that's going nowhere where you're just literally like, I mean, this is just yeah. how I see, I, I'm not trying to sound depressing or, or trying no, to, you're making I'm not trying to evangelize too much. This is just how I, this is just how I see it. So like yeah. generally you should work. Okay. I, I've used the word should too much. Okay. But anyways, I, I would work in something that's both cutting edge and provides a ton of value in the future. And crypto is definitely something like that. Um, I saw it early on, but it was also more immature. So although I did stock up on Bitcoins, I sold them at, you know, halfway down the path. So just holding them until now and stuff like that, you know, like I didn't get the whole picture back then, but, um, you know, now I'm making up for it. I'm making, I'm making a good dex. When, when, uh, I, I mean, I, I appreciate, I like, I can't believe you just answered that question, like just straight face. So kudos to you. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> um, I think it does bring up a valid point though. Um, like, Hey, uh, what about like mindset? When you're starting a startup, and, and I, I've been in that situation, it is easy to have some like imposter syndrome or you know some self doubt. Or there's other other folks who you know influence and say this is a, a monumental undertaking. You're being irresponsible. You know there's there's a bunch of naysayers, right? And how do you block those people out in order to stay on task and and be as somebody said earlier, you know the algo Kobe because algo Kobe's <laughs> got those, those blinders on and can stay focused. So what? Well, okay. Here's the thing. I have, I have legitimately a very unfair advantage, um, which is that my dad in his own right, he's very successful. He invented the game snake. He has over a hundred patents. He's at the ex very, very high end of the tech ladder before he retired. Uh, he also, um, he has something, called a Perkin medal, which is the, it's like what Silvio has, except in chemistry. It's the very top thing you can get in chemistry other than the Nobel prize. Um, so I've always looked up to that and I always felt like myself, I have literally unlimited potential. I just, I'm just unmotivated for some reason. So I have, I kind of have this, this unfair advantage where I know what I'm capable of. Um, I just haven't tapped into it for, for a lot of my life. Um, now, if you don't have that unfair advantage, you probably still could do anything. Like you could like, you know, I just decided I could do anything, you know, for, for this arbitrary, for this arbitrary reason, but anybody could literally accomplish almost anything they want to. If you just have a very firm dedication to the cause, you have to kind of make yourself like a zealot of your own cause, whatever that cause is. I mean, the way I see it from like a philosophical perspective, you only have so much time on earth. So why not pick something and just like hyper-focus on it almost just out of like enjoyment, you know, like really what else you're going to do with your time. Like if you look at everything you can do, like just, you have to pick among all those, those options. So, yeah. I mean, this is what I decided to do. I wanted to do a really, really cool project that makes a big impact, something with a massive um, upside that could possibly even change the entire crypto industry. Cause I think it would be just absolutely hilarious. All those people I used to argue with on Twitter about like Ethereum versus Algorand, if I can actually say, okay, Algorand better, plus I made this thing to prove it. And this literally yeah. brought in everyone yeah. and made me win the internet argument. You know, just be oh, hilarious, but anyway, I don't, I don't mean to sidetrack too much.
I mean, that's that's a that would definitely be an Algo Kobe move. That's for yeah. sure. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd, be, I'd be all about it. All right, uh, it is. It, man, we we just burned through like fifty minutes in like in like, in like no time. So uh, <laughs> yeah, and I could I could probably just keep talking to him. I'm like, it's funny because before any type of talk, I'm always like, ah, oh, do I have to do this? Like, I'd rather just like code or <laughs> right? you know, like look at look at like the price of lamp or something, you know, whatever. But yeah, but then once future? I once I start talking, it like puts myself into like a like a good mood. You like sold yourself. Is there a on future for lamp? Does lamp have a future? Outside of um, I'm testing it, it definitely does. I don't know about <laughs> other than that. Uh, because of regulations, I can't make a mainnet lamp and then just promote promote it time because you know, but, but on testnet, yeah, definitely has a future. Uh, I've uh, actually made I've actually made probably like twenty thousand testnet algos just from from just pumping a lamp and then selling it and then selling it at a high price. It's it's actually pretty hilarious. I don't think I probably nobody has as many testnet algos as I do. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm probably like the testnet algo king here. So, I don't know. Maybe like the MyAlgo guys have like a like a million of them or something because they convinced the foundation to give them to them. But I mean, other than right. other than that kind of a thing, you know, I, I like legitimately earn my testnet algos. You the hard <laughs> way, the hard way. Yeah. All right, Alex. Uh, man, uh, uh, the conversations with you always fly by. It's always a pleasure. Um, we get we this time we, we can't you. wait another what two months or something before we do this again. Um, you know, maybe Coop and I will have a, another co-hosted show and, and ask you back because. Uh, you know, it's been a pleasure and you're, you're always gracious with your time. I know it's not your funnest thing. Like you're, you, you're like, you got to psych yourself up to go talk to us, but then when you do, you get in the zone. So just remember yeah. that. Feeling. Yeah. So I'm naturally more on the introverted side. So I kind of just keep to myself and just kind of dwell in my own head and, you know, stuff like that. But, but yeah, I lately I've been get, becoming more extroverted kind of, you know, cool. needing to, in order to do all the CEO types of things. But well, anyways, we, we, well. we need you to speak to the public and you do a great job of it. So Thank you. We're, sure. we're, we're wishing you all the best. Um, for everybody out there in Algo Fest land, uh, I think we've got one more planned interview, Coop. And Coop, I don't even know if you know this one, but we might have a second one that kind of sneaks in there. So uh, I'll, I'll fill everybody in here in just a little bit. Um, Alex, cool. have, have a great evening. I hope you can catch some more of the Algo Fest. Otherwise, catch the the, the replays on, uh, on Coop's channel over there. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, my friend. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. All Thanks right. a lot. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Alex.